the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, what have you made of the first halves? St Johnson's St Mirren, very entertaining. Chances <clears throat> at both ends. I feel late drama coming on in Perth. Livingston Hebs, well, David Field has one of those fixtures where there's not a great deal at stake for either club. So it's understandable, nil nil there. Hearts and Ross County, I put down to Ross County simply being a good team now, playing another good team. And I find that that result, although it's goalless, understandable. Uh, Dundee United, the only goal. And Aberdeen Dundee, well, shocking in defence, according to Dave Galloway, shocking up front. And that gets you a nil-nil against the bottom club Believe it or not Although it's not got much to play for The first game I'm going to go back to is Livingston Because I like this um, David Field now asking me Not to advertise it But it's too late I've started the sentence David Field We thought you were going to Have technical problems We were asking you to you know, restart your equipment We thought there was some sort of noise Coming off your equipment But actually it was just someone in the background With some sort of instrument <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's call it the Livy Vuvu Sailor. Listen, I love to see the next generation of fans um, coming to games and there's a, a young boy, maybe five or six, just in front of me. And he's taking great joy in making the noise every <laughs> ten seconds. Listen, I'm not going to say anything. Because uh, he's listening, can he hear you? <laughs> he already has. <laughs> but honestly, producer Callum was into me going, what's that noise? There's something wrong with David Friel's kit. You're gonna, we're going to have to get him to reset it, but it's actually just some small child. <laughs> I'll be watching for every time David speaks. Uh, just the not even watching the game. Drown, drown <laughs> yeah, I mean Fraser Wishart. There was a sort of game of the day feel to yours because of the you know the tension and what was at stake. And as the guys have all been noticing during the half, it's not been a bad nil nil. I mean, we spoke about it potentially being nerve wracking and so on, but just just waiting for that breakthrough. Yeah, no Vuvuzela's here. We just got a couple of drums which bang around, but I'm getting old, so maybe a wee bit too. Too grumpy, but uh, it's actually a decent atmosphere. St. have brought a good crowd, and they're quite happy. I think they probably edged the first 45. You're right; it's, it's been an open, an open game, and St. just came out the traps. And we, we spoke about it beforehand, and I mentioned the fact that they played Ronan slightly deeper, not off the front two, but in the middle of midfield, and Keltage off the front two. I think that has made a difference because they've combined quite well in that midfield, and you've got a playmaker uh, in, in the middle of midfield who's taking the ball in Ronan, and Ronan, and they've created a number of chances in the first. 20-25 minutes Jack Hannock hardly got a touch of the ball in the early stages but then St Johnson came back into it and uh, Stephen Robinson was a wee bit animated at the side of the park I know he is a kind of lively character anyway but uh, he looked a wee bit worried as Callum Hendry came into the game so really good 45 the pitch is good and it's just got that wee bit of rain on top of it it's making it very slick so both teams are, are using that but uh, not nervy at all they are beasting into each other plenty of tackling plenty of good tackling Andrew Dallas so done, done okay so far he's actually letting the game flow but I think the first gate, first goal will be critical. And I think I'm with Hugh. I think there'll be late drama. It might be nil-nil. Chances at both ends. But I still think St Johnson might nick it towards the end. And I mean, Roger Hanna, you're looking at a Motherwell side that probably is, you know, is playing a bit better than they have done recently. The performance is fine, but they still trail. So I'm not sure the away fans will be overly uh, delighted with the, the performance level. 
No, I know what you mean. Um, I think we're all surprised when we saw him line up in this 3-4-3 formation. Marco Hara over as a right wing back. Mugabe tucked into that back three. But, but they have carried a threat. Ross Tierney through the middle is a real live wire. He's took his goal well against the Angels last weekend. He should have scored early on when he was through. He should have scored rather than hitting the post. Kane Willoughby, you could make an argument he should have scored too rather than hitting the crossbar. But the two of them are carrying a threat. And at 1-0, I don't think Tam Courts will be too confident United will hold out because Mullerwell with pace on the counter attack have carried a threat United have a lot of the ball Charlie McGrew in the middle of the far he's seen a lot of the ball most things are going through either him or the goal scorer Dylan Levitt two talented players in the middle of the park but neither Tony Watt nor Mark McNulty really has carried a threat so far to Liam Kelly and the mother will go this game's far from finished Gordon uh, yeah, you mentioned Dylan Levitt there. Yes, he got a deflected effort today. He scored a wonderful goal last week, a wonderful goal the last time these sides met. Um, you can sort of see his footballing education coming out, can't you? He's been a, a terrific signing for Dundee United. Yeah, he's done well. I think Tam Courts might like to try and speak to the new Manchester United manager to see if there was a chance of getting Dylan Levitt back here next season he's proved very popular for United supporters he has got a goal in him um, when he gets on the ball he gets his head up and tends to play passes forward rather than sideways or behind him which is always a good trait in a young midfielder he looks a confident lad as you would see with the goal he scored against Hearts here last Sunday and one of the best things you can say about him is He's continually getting better. You know, you see guys coming up here from big clubs, and you know the, the, the performance level doesn't really improve markedly through the, the course of the year that they're in the Premiership. Dylan Levitt's get better and better and better as this season's gone on. He's been impressive, Mark Wilson. Uh, yeah, we keep saying it. Deflections yeah. still count. It's not like you're taking anything away from him, um, but he's he's carried a real threat going forward. Yeah, he's he's been unreal. You know, you can just I think you can tell quickly with these players just how they move, how they move the ball, how they get involved in the play. But when, see when you're that type of player, midfielder who can add that eye catch and finish to things, then you know it's it just improves your value. And Tam Courts would love to have him back for next season. But the the problem is, see when you come up here from England and you do well, then there's always somebody bigger than you down south that's seen your progress. If it's Championship or League One Who will have a bite at you So I think it'll be incredibly difficult But what a player he is Is Dave Galloway with us Dave I was wondering how the home fans are Are taking this Because we said you know it could get tense It could get nervous How are they feeling? Oh, he's not there He's gone for his half time pie as well chain. My goodness oh, This is just magnificent really? I'll tell you how they'll be taking it They'll be taking it badly Because this is ridiculous They've got a, a squad of players Who are now running the risk of being in the relegation playoffs. Aberdeen. Uh, so the the run of one win in 14 prior to kick-off today was bad enough. But they're playing a Dundee side who have had a shocking season, who are bottom of the table, <coughs> who have not won a game since Mark McGee became the manager. And they're toiling against them. So they are in a poor way. I mean things would still need to change Mark you know it's not St Mirren and St Johnson are drawing so Aberdeen it, it would be as you were at the bottom it's really just a defeat would be <clears throat> unthinkable at this oh, stage oh it would be I mean there's no doubt about it when Jim's went in he's not had the, the reaction that I think most people thought he would you know I think he, he quickly went about it you know trying to get his his staff right his players right anybody who thought was maybe holding the club back or, or when they fit in his plans Quickly got rid of them um, But I just wonder What the future holds For Aberdeen In the summer In terms of Jim rebuilding that squad 
the squad of players there just now individually they look good as a team to take Aberdeen to where they want to be I don't think so I think Jim's got a a big summer coming up that he has to clear a lot out and get a lot of players in to replace him Dave's back are they grumbling at Pataudry yet Dave? Dave's belly's grumbling (laughs) 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 he's starving he's in a pie stall he told me he was back he's back he's he's too busy munching Dave give him a rest Dave loves the the game started (laughs) (laughs) goal flashes with Aspire Industrial Services leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear Right, come on then let's get these second halves up and running we could be doing with more goals here I think that's for sure I think I don't want to burst your bubble But I think we'll be talking about the last 15 minutes And wondering where the late goal is going to come That changes the complexion of the league table Uh, I just get the feeling That it's going to be one of those days Where there's a belated goal That uh, has you gasping Uh, Well, Hearts came close to it Wouldn't have been belated of course But they came close Ginelli's just blazed over Should have scored really It was a cutback from Atkinson and he fired over the bar from about 12 yards So should have done better Hearts looking to come out the traps Save your Hearts player just now And Robbie Nielsen is, It's a difficult one You know you've sewn up third place You've had a great season You're just looking ahead to the cup final really mm. And I get all the You know you're playing for your place in the cup final But Robbie Nielsen Will know the majority he scored for that cup final The players Will probably know No matter how they do in these next couple of games They'll be in the cup final starting 11 So just to try and get through the remaining games is oh, it's, it's a hard one Yeah I think uh, I think their focus will be Obviously on the Scottish Cup final And quite rightly so Players will be looking after themselves um, Making sure that You know they try and keep away from Tackles that they could maybe Possibly put them out It's such an important game I'm looking at the bottom of the league there I think uh, as much as Aberdeen are dreadful St Mirren are in the same bracket I think the two of them If, if this result stays the same at Perth Aberdeen, St Johnston, they'll be okay. They'll be fine. If St Johnston had to win this and Aberdeen don't pick any points up at mm. all, I think Aberdeen, with their fixtures, Gordon, are under severe pressure. They've got two away games coming up. They've got Hibs at Easter Road. Okay, Hibs aren't firing in all cylinders, but it's still a difficult place to go. They've then got to go to St Johnston and they've got St Mirren at home. So I, well, think, Aberde- I think Aberdeen, as long as St Johnston don't win today... Aberdeen can afford and all our fans will not accept it but they can afford to have a draw mm. and I think they'll be fine If the Aberdeen fans were grumbling already we even more annoyed because Mackenzie's down in the box looked like a penalty but referee said no a tackle from Cammy Kerr Goals going in down the leagues Cowden Beath nil. Albion Rovers 1 Charlie Riley and Alloa 2 Montrose 1 Ewan Henderson and I think Alloa have been down to 10 for quite some time um, as well So interesting that they have Taken the lead In that one Right Hugh Let's get this up and running mm. The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online <laughs> I've played alongside Andrew Shinney Mixu Patalainen And Danny Mullen I've been managed by Neil Warnock and Tommy Wright I've won the two top leagues in Scotland plus the League Cup and the Challenge Cup I've also been capped for my national side so I played alongside Andrew Shinney Mixu Patalainen and Danny Mullen been managed by Neil Warnock and Tommy Wright 
Won the top two leagues in Scotland Plus the League Cup and the Challenge Cup And I've been capped for my national side Who am I? I think that's tough I think that's very tough today At Clyde SSB Get your guesses in And you have to try and guess it Before everyone else does So get thinking And send them over please To at Clyde SSB And don't forget whilst you're there In tribute to Richard Foster With a bit of a square go for a, With a Partick Thistle fan last night We're asking for your examples Of when footballers lose the rag We've had so many of the famous ones The Zidane Cantona Bilal Mojny And all the usual suspects Can we get any others? Can we get some funny ones That we've maybe forgotten about? Um, send them in at Clyde SSB Double save From Segrist Willery and then Tierney As Motherwell look to get themselves back in It's actually been a better performance From Motherwell Than we've been used to recently But Still that Dylan Levitt goal Separates the sides At the moment Hugh did you say Played with Mixu Pat Lining. Yes. Oh, right, okay. Got it, Mark. No. No. Don't no. be ridiculous. No, no, no. no That's sure. a really tough question. That is, cause I'm, really I'm tough. so I I played against Mixu Pat Lining, scored against Hibs. Not right. That was my first ever goal, senior goal. I scored header no for Dundee United against Hibs at Tanadice and Mix I was playing centre half that day and Mixu Pat Lining was playing up against me. So I'm seventeen year old. Playing against Mixu Patline Bully. Bullied me All over the place For the rest of the game We ended up one each I think he might have scored The equaliser right enough But I'm trying to think then It's a long time ago Obviously He, he must have retired Shortly after that I, I've got to The look in my face Really means I have no idea What you're talking about <laughs> But um, Just keep talking <laughs> I'm trying to think This this I'm player played With Mixu Patline Someone sent me I think today actually Is it not I think it's the anniversary Of your Dreadful Utterly dreadful Free kick goal That you scored In the Dundee derby Was it the end oh, of the I season Oh I was that Today as well Is it the anniversary I was wondering Why was somebody sent that the end of the season Yeah it was near the end of the yeah, season today, Where I, I bulleted it Into the bottom corner <laughs> Trundled it Gave the goal with the eyes <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I fell for that old one And it trundled in Yeah they all count Gordon I didn't score many screamers In my time but Got to take them all Not like the guy to my left here who Everyone's guessing you For the teaser Me? Weirdly, yeah I didn't play for Play with Mixu And Neil Warnock You didn't Manage I don't know why No Oh Yeah there we go uh, At Clyde SSB Get your teaser answers in And we're looking for examples Of when Footballers lose their rag It's after Richard Foster um, Had a wee Conversation Shall we say With a Partick Thistle fan Last night But we've had some brilliant ones Some really good Trips down memory lane on that one I have to say All the classics are coming out And some ones that we'd forgotten about That's the aim of it really isn't it All the ones that we Couldn't quite remember You never have any scraps on the pitch? Never as? No I was a nice guy um, I didn't get involved in that I was up the pitch I didn't get involved in that. I said earlier Blair sent one when he said McCoy's v Lennon Due to Mark Wilson yeah. We all know that He's also put Boric v Lee Naylor Spartak Moscow Not sure I remember Was that there a one. fight there Was there I, don't know. I well, can't I was remember kinda, I was looking at you as in but, You were uh, probably there Can you can you help uh, us out No I can't remember that But it must be true um, I've seen a few in my time Boric v Megidi Evander Snow v Petrov They were, they were a few good ones Evander Snow v Petrov Oh that was a belter In training I assume that those was... two were Quite mild mannered individuals No 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 not at all Well Evander Snow was But still in Stillings lively Could be quite To the point Let's just say <laughs> In training And in games um, And the two of them Yeah Came to blows In training It was great We just uh, 
It's great. Animals. I think I wonder what's going to happen here. Wonder who's going to win this. But yeah. Evander, Evander's a big boy, isn't he? He was a big boy. Yeah, it was good. So Petrov started it and Snow finished yeah. it. Aye, they yeah. kind of rolled a bit about and we thought we are pretty. Did up. you give evidence of that fight? <laughs> I've seen it, Gaffer. That's how I get a game that weekend. <laughs> Gaffer, I've seen that. Call me up. Oh, now this is a big goal. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. And it's come for St. <gasps> Mirren. And it's Greg Kilty. Is that the goal that just saves St. Mirren? Ends all this talk of nerves and drama and consigns. St Johnson to the relegation playoff spot It's cut back It's a really good finish Left footed into the corner Greg Kilty You can see what it means to him The St Mirren players The fans That's got a big feel about it That goal Hugh Yeah uh, He's ecstatic uh, He runs to the St Mirren fans there Ecstatic as well It's a terrific finish from Greg Kilty uh, And St Johnston Right up against it now Because today is their last chance And now they need to score two goals And scoring goals is not their speciality what it's a brilliant goal absolutely brilliant goal goal gets yeah, just a great ball inside the full back cut back is it Ronan it cuts it back and then Kilty what a finish yeah could do with more of that all season Aberdeen have just cleared one off their own line Oof. it's a Sweeney's header this goal does change things though because it's really a St Johnson win that shakes everything up yeah mm. I mean if, if St Johnson lose and, and they're trailing at the moment even if Aberdeen were to lose as unthinkable as it would seem Hugh yeah. that's going to be five points with Three games to go Yeah you're quite right Everything hinged on St Johnston uh, Winning Coming alive In their own ground But It's an astonishing story Last season The best ever In the club's history They win the Scottish Cup And the League Cup They knock Rangers out uh, Of One of the competitions They they are A sensational story And then it all collapses You know We were actually thinking of Callum Davidson as the manager What a time it is for him He could use the opportunity He could get an offer from a bigger club And now all of a sudden He's a matter of 40 minutes away From having the certainty of A relegation playoff to face I don't know how people do it There are correct answers already on that teaser Yeah Seriously yeah, Because f- it's not like You can't really Google that stuff I mean you could, Google could help you Along the way but you wouldn't really know where to begin. It's not like you can just suddenly look up every player that's been managed by Neil Warnock and it would jump out at you. So the, the knowledge from our listeners is top draw. I say it every week. Um, on Twitter as well, looking for players losing the rag. I like this from Chris Gunn because it doesn't always have to be about violence. You'll remember this, Mark Wilson. Gavin Gunning for Dundee United just picked the ball up and walked off yeah, the park. I mean, <laughs> I, I was there for Super Scoreboard that day in the gantry <laughs> and thinking, what am I watching here? Can I, can I, can I interrupt the guys in the studio to tell them that a player's just picked the ball up? I mean, Gavin Gunning, I, I played with him at United, and he was, I uh, was an interesting character, Gavin. You know, just a you know, very funny guy, but just like something I'd never seen before. I told you before, I used to walk in the dressing room and. I'm the best player here. I can't believe I'm not playing every week. And <laughs> you are all rubbish. Sounds like him. But he wouldn't even be laughing. Yeah, but like Gordon back, Diaz. I can back it up. <laughs> when he picked the ball up, and that was the end him. I think at Dundee United, I think yeah. that was unfinished. Like like no, in fact, not... you know what? He was playing against Chelsea was... a couple of week, uh, couple of months ago in the FA Cup. There was not one Did he player. Did pick up the ball that night? <laughs> 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 there was not one player in East Stirling disagreed when I said that. <laughs> 
I like this from Scott McGowan because we've covered this incident many times. He says, um, Ali McCoyst and Neil Lennon. Um, but he says, when they were arguing over which Asda was better, Govan or Parkhead, oh. <laughs> it's been long speculated about what the argument was, but I don't think that was it. Fraser Wishart's now saying, do you remember Gavin Gunning's behaviour at the PFA Awards a few years ago? <laughs> no. oh, Did he overstep the mark? I can't. I can't remember, but I must have well, been at the... You, yeah. yeah, I was, I was probably beside him. Well... That just, that just shows you tomorrow night being your best behaviour because Wishart's watching. He's a grass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, got one of these. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. And it's a goal for Livingston. No matter what happened, Marvin Bartley will try and take the credit for it on the show, I'm sure. But it was Scott Pittman with a finish from a shinny cutback. And uh, Livy take a 1 0 lead. Scott Pittman, who's now the all time record appearance holder. Isn't he for yeah. in the top flight for Livy? Every time I hear about Scott Pittman I mean, how long ago was that we were at Airdrie? And a lot has happened since then He was in the side for mm-hmm. Livy then You know, and he was controlling the midfield And you just think it's unbelievable That he was in League One Championship, now Premiership What a servant to the club And speaking of Airdrie There's a story attached to this one So it's Airdrie 1, Peterhead 1 And it's a Simon Ferry own goal oh. Now do you know that do you know that this story, Hugh? So Simon Ferry, who obviously plays for Peterhead, was a kid at Celtic, is well known podcaster yep. these days. Uh, he's played hundreds of games for Peterhead and he's hanging up the boots or he's hanging up the Peterhead strip at the end of the season. Right. And there was bits in the paper a couple of weeks ago saying he's never scored. He's never scored for Peterhead. <laughs> Can he get a goal before <laughs> he leaves? <laughs> and he had, oh, he's done it no. just just at the wrong end. And that, he's put that through his own so net. Airdrie so one, Peterhead one. There we go. Scored a few own goals myself. It's not Did a good not? feeling. Aye, scored. Uh, I, you just not listen to me because I've said before. But I'll remind you, I scored two in the trot in one season at Tynecastle. <laughs> so when went went in the summer, scored an own goal against Hearts at Tynecastle. Went back <laughs> after the turn of the year at Tynecastle. Scored another. Mm. Yeah. As you do. Yeah, yeah. You actually sound very proud of that achievement. Well, I, I tell you what, here's a stat. I don't think many players would have done that in their career. Oh, yeah, that's one that you're going you to tell your, kids your when small they achievements. Aye. Your small achievements. <laughs> I mean, whilst we shouldn't condone violence, I want to make that clear. I want to, um, the, it's the level of detail here that just has me. Josh has says there was a midweek amateur game a couple of weeks ago, Glenn Cairn versus Bobby's Bar. The ref wanted to kick off 15 minutes early because he was night shift, but only half of Bobby's Bar had arrived. The game was abandoned half an hour in after the ref got hooked. Glenn Cairn awarded it 3 0. Bobby's I mean, we Bar. Laugh as such, you I know, know but, but we, I think we should spend more time out watching those games. Send the guys to those games sometimes. Are you volunteering yourself? I'll go. That's where you know me to go to. Yeah. What was it? The Caledonian Braves or something? Yeah, he, gets in, he, gets in, he gets invited every week. Says he's going to go and oh, never yeah, does. I'm, going, I'm unfortunately in uh, entertaining the but public. But they play on a Sunday or a no, Friday they, night. They never, Friday night. Su- they never play Sunday Friday night. But I'll certainly uh, in the summer when the season's finished, if they get some pre-season games, I'll get along there for a bit of hospitality. I was going to say that's all you're interested oh, in. <laughs> yeah, hospitality. Yeah, there's no hospitality. There's no daz. Mm, I'm not one for that. The old hospitality. I'd rather be in with the, the real fans. You're a man of the people. Yeah, Would yeah. You? Oh, I. Nah, no, no. I'd rather be in the hospitality. I Every time. Yes, you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Uh, I'll I'll never sit outside again. 
<laughs> out of touch Not That's even in Italy You're out of touch <laughs> no, Remember The last game you were outside Was it not In Clay January Bank. Clay Bank oh. We were all getting concerned for you <laughs> We are sending the tinfoil sheets were, for you uh, uh, Fraser Wishart to thank He said you better go and sit inside there And I did With the Clay Bank Glitterati uh, Sean Marcus Clifford says What about Matt Letissi Becoming one of the biggest Conspiracy theorists in the world That's up yeah. there Is Super Scoreboard the platform To go down that road I'm not sure I think we'll just leave that But yeah It's 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 quite the, quite the turnaround You yeah. would have to say He was a, a, a genial <laughs> A genial former Southampton player And now he's turned into Someone who's got an opinion On world affairs That probably best Kept unsaid that's why you don't join Twitter, isn't it? Uh, no, I just, <laughs> in case you get any of that, I, I'm bad enough. No, it's in what? your head. Speaking of social media, he's had a no. tough week on social media. No, don't I've you been, tell people. This. I've been desperate to bring this up and I'd forgotten about it. So thank you, Mark, for just putting the the seed in my head. You know what he's like, right? He plays golf every day, and he likes to just bore everyone with a picture of him on the tee yeah. with his ha- two hands over the top of his golf club how many times have you oh. seen it right over and over again absolutely <laughs> sick <laughs> you <laughs> love that Thank one that's <laughs> uh, horrible you think he would mix the pose up a wee uh, bit right? I know so he's gone yesterday um, and he's, he's put good day at Bonnington Golf Course with Tom Ford and I'm thinking what the aftershave guy who are you hanging out with <laughs> but apparently it's a snooker player a snooker professional player. snooker player professional Tom. snooker player Tom Ford yeah. um he learns something new every day, uh, and he's he's put it on, and he's he's all chuffed with himself. He's standing there on Instagram, <laughs> and the only thing people are I know, commenting on is is how dirty his golf glove looks. <laughs> <laughs> Junior Burt says glove looks dead. DL <laughs> Davy Pop says FFS Daza gloves are cheap, man. Spend the money. I've seen coal miners with cleaner gloves. <laughs> You know what? Do you know what? It's true, right? Zoom in on that. Check this out. No, that used to be white. No, that's disgusting. No, it's not. That is disgusting. Listen, listen, and do you know the way in? He's 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 cut really deep about this. He was moaning on the drive in, and he was telling me, "No, no, it must just be the angle or the shadow." I I checked. My gloves all right. Right. Wait here a minute. See if you go into his other post. I posted something about your glove. Another post I, I said it looks I, like I, Your I, hand's dead I wear a different glove every, Look I'll tell you what I really annoy There's a post see, before See the people I've, I've told my Instagram <laughs> advisors To get rid of them Right we're going to <laughs> Your bo- team Yeah my team my, team, team my PR team's going to get rid of them The thing is right See if you look at the shirt The shirt matches A wee bit in my new shoes and I've made a very good effort Apart from that glove It looks diseased And, and what they do is they pick up the glove They pick up my glove It does look Yeah uh, The, the gloves manky. The glove I wear It a glo- does look manky I'll uh, see Gordon It must have been the The, the greens then Because I wear a new glove Every game The I greens play. He didn't press up yeah, in the greens <laughs> I was in the woods That will annoy you You've got uh, a golf oh, face uh, Do you know that's what annoys Maybe people Right two things how sad are you to rather than just go by the way Daz is looking sharp yeah, but what if you don't look sharp right. that's the problem I, I'm looking sharp that's all the best of gear and let's be honest about it I'm not even paying that one up but <laughs> you don't they don't even go well done that's looking nice he's out there getting a bit of exercise they zoom in to try and find that, one wee thing is that why you put those stage golf photos on for people to say he's got a different nice. gear uh, no no he's got different gear I'm, I'm promoting the brands <laughs> you know what I mean My advisors are deal. T- My advice Yeah So if any of the big ones Out there are listening I'm available uh, 
Certainly, if the glove ones are available, different right. shoes. The bottom of the shoes go with a t-shirt. I put a lot of thought into it, and, and two people there have the neck to pull up my glove. <laughs> and do you know what? The timing on the show is impeccable because just to, while while he's down on the golf subject, just to kick him further, Fraser Wishart's just said, um, "Did Daz beat Ali Crawford at golf last week? Because he's just been subbed off." And the answer is no, no, no he did not. No, Fraser. It was nothing to do with me. It was my partner. He was he wasn't very good. He's still oh, lost. you didn't beat him? No, no. You told me a story on Thursday. I thought you did beat him. No. no I, I thought you said you beat him in the last. No, you got, got no, beat him in the last. Beat, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes a bit. That's why I didn't see anything. I just went silent. I'm delighted to get subbed. I mean, uh, see what you're saying about Boring. He, he told me every hole. Every, every shot, hole. Yes. So the first hole, we done this. The second hole, we done that. Oh, yeah, now. Anyway, back to the football. St. Johnston, Nelson, Mirren won. It's the standout result of the day, Hugh, because it changes everything, not yeah. just for these two teams, but for Aberdeen as well, really. Yeah, it gets them off the hook. Uh, I still think that the Aberdeen performance must be seriously substandard, uh, but it gets them off the hook. Massive job to be done at Pataudry. Uh I mean, look at the Hibs result today as well. You know, the, not result, scoreline. Uh, goal down to Livy. That's, that's understandable. People go to Livy and toil. Uh, but there's just something of... A dead hand over Hibs at the moment and Ron Gordon really needs to make the managerial appointment the right one because he was premature in getting rid of Jack Ross he didn't give Sean Maloney a proper chance 19 games for me does not constitute a proper chance so on his watch he's two managers down the third one better be lucky Mother will have brought on Joe Effort um, for Ojala So that's a You know A centre back off And an attacker on Yeah so Clearly trying to Go for it Again it's last chance Saloon time isn't it So uh, You've got to do that But You know Mark made a Very strong case For Tam Courts Being More widely recognised And If he wins that game today You know He's continuing What will be a Quite remarkable Season for him Hugh we've thrown in an answer here no. No. See it? no, 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 no. Daz, Daz it through it in. Uh, no, remind us of the question though, Hume. We will do some wrong answers. I played alongside Andrew Shinney, Mixu Patalainen, and Danny Mullen. I've been managed by Neil Warnock and Tommy Wright. I've won the two top leagues in Scotland, plus the League Cup and the Challenge Cup, and I've been capped for my national team. Who am I? Uh, right, let's take a look at some wrong answers then. Go on then, you just provided the wrong one, so read it out. Yeah, Matt went for Kenny Miller. I didn't it go for not. Kenny Miller It was you no. um, Let me see then Some other wrong answers Alan <laughs> People Alan Lappin's gone John Fleck And then he says Ignore that A mile out um, <laughs> You are Another John Has gone for Chris Burke No no. Paul McElroy's gone for Ian Murray No And Mick has gone for Effie Ambrose No Okay keep your guesses coming in then At Clyde SSB It's a hard one This afternoon St Johnson just aren't doing enough in this match now You know they're a goal down And it's still St Mirren who look By far the likelier to get a second goal mark You're right Yep. St Johnson putting St Mirren under no pressure whatsoever um, I, th- I think that's the way the games went All afternoon I think St Mirren have looked good They've created chances They got the goal at a good time And they look like mm. they could add to it Halliday's back I thought he was going to be out for longer than that But he's just come on Alongside Ellis Sims GMS 
and Woodburn have gone off. So Halliday's back. I thought he would be. Yeah, I thought it was long term as well. Few weeks away. Mm. Made the tough good. stuff. That's good news for Andy, and, and obviously for the cup final, um, he'll be a play a big part in that. So delighted for him. That was actually sincere. I thought something else was coming after no, that. No, no, I'm just a sincere guy. That was that was nice. Aloha four, Montrose one. Ewan Henderson has scored every one of them. Well, it's, a, it's not a bad way to end the season, is it? Brian Rice signed a contract extension there. Yep. He, he has taken to the club like a duck to water, and they have taken to him. Uh, so, it goes well to show done. you though when teams are in the playoffs and when it really matters, can relax a bit for this week. Montrose is. Been great for years, yeah. um, and, and like I said, um, Allo went down to ten men on the twenty-second minute. <laughs> so I mean, they're taking your foot uh, off the exactly. gas, and then there's uh, that. Maybe that's a bit far. Uh, Sterling Albion five, oh. Edinburgh City nil. Jack Leach on sixty-seven minutes. Good player, Jack. For us, when he does, yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. One of the family, Gordon. You, you wanted me to sell him. Family link there. You the wanted me to sell him, Gordon. We had our pre-match meal together last night. He was going to go and score goals. I was going to come and. Read out yeah. a teaser to you three. How many is slightly different? Just the one today for him. Good player. We're talking about players losing the rag and your favourite memories. Well, Christian Ramirez has lost the rag. He's lashed out at an advertising board after being subbed for Teddy Jenks. Oh. Well, that sums up the mood at Petodri, I would suggest. Uh, just unhappiness all round. Uh, the, Jim Goodwin and everyone at the club will be delighted to see the back of this season, but. They'll need to hit the ground running at the start of the next one. He's done his own kit spire. Having a wee kick mm. at the, the advertising board. Uh, for Dundee, Rudden and McCowan are on. McGinn and Anderson off. So for Dundee, Hugh, I mean, the, it's still a big... We said the St Mirren goal changes things for Aberdeen. It takes yeah. the pressure off. But for Dundee, surely it's filtered through that St Johnson are getting beat. If they can go and grab a winner at Pitodre, pull it back to two points, would it be at that stage? It would be two points if yeah, if Dundee could win in St Johnson. Well, by the by the lose the sound of it, uh, it's not an impossibility. If you know players are getting taken off and losing the rag and kicking advertising <laughs> hoardings and all the rest of it, Alex Grieve is yeah, losing, losing the rag, the rag for St Mirren as well. So yeah, I, I mean the tackle on the halfway line, we'll see a replay in a minute, but comes right through the back of him. And the St Johnson player who, who tackles him is over him, shouting him. He gets up, he loses his rag. He goes for the old Richard Foster, trying to go and square up to him. One of his teammates holds him back, but quite a quite a robust tackle, and he's back. And then a wee a wee kind of stamp in his Achilles. Marco Harris had a shot for Motherwell that's hit the roof and landed in the street outside of Tannadice. So that oh. might that might just sum up the season, Hugh. Yeah, I'm looking at the Andrew Dallas, the referee here, Gordon Dale. You're the, the referee. Yeah, speaking to Andrew last week. He's very demonstrative for a referee. You know, when he talks to players, he... what do you think about that? Uh, demonstrative is not the <laughs> word I would use. Cutting a bit like a monster. <laughs> what do you mean he's acting like a monster? <laughs> Just <laughs> seen the look on his face. The monstrous. I wasn't going down that road there with that. Uh, I think I've been a bit unfair, and Andrew he... penalty. Aberdeen. Oh, Jamie. Now this is the time. How do you mean, Jamie? Stonewaller, for all you know. Uh, Johnny Hayes went down in the box. The refs pointed to the spot. Lewis Ferguson, so reliable, missed one against Hearts, but over and above that, he's very, very reliable. And this could pretty much be it, folks. This could be it. It could be. Aberdeen and St Mirren all but safe 
if this hits the back of the net so we'll wait and see what happens you would have to assume that Lewis <coughs> Ferguson will take it it was McGowan with the tackle I'm sure he took that well for talking about players losing the rag oh, Paul mm. McGowan's yeah, prone oh, oh aye, aye. Um, Ferguson so, doesn't miss much does he one yeah just maybe. one yeah just one yeah, in his career castle. up his steps goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com And he scores Lewis Ferguson With what could be a crucial goal for Aberdeen Not at the end of the table He would have envisaged at the start of the campaign But nevertheless It's Aberdeen 1 Dundee 0 Now remember St Johnson 0 St Mirren 1 So for all the talk this week About the nerves for Aberdeen and St Mirren It looks like they will both Move to safety this well, afternoon They had to respond And they have done uh, And that's the to their credit but I think it just um, it tells us where we're going now uh, Dundee will go down automatically and uh, St Johnston will face the playoffs and, and they're not they're not doing enough to rectify their own situation against St Mirren so I, I think we know where we're going now mm. yeah it looks that way doesn't it yeah and, and I was looking there St Johnston's obviously going in the playoffs Gordon those four teams in the championship watching this today will fancy themselves big time whoever wins that battle mm. to go head to head against St Johnston holding the way because they don't look a team that's a threat of scoring many no. goals that's a big problem um, so I, if I was in the championship just now uh, Abroath, Inverness, Partick sorry three teams um, they've got a great opportunity of getting promotion Especially if St Johnston Keep this form up It's just the schedule though You have to go through isn't it It's always stacked in favour Of the top flight club And sometimes You've run out of steam By the time you get there But momentum might keep you going um, Oh it can Look there's, we've, we've got a real Good sample size now When you look at yeah. Teams that have managed it And teams that have failed <laughs> Dundee was a big one screen? Last yeah, year point, I was pointing at Andrew Dallas He's been demonstrative again Yeah Dundee last season <laughs> yeah. From not from nowhere because they got in the playoffs, but you know you wouldn't uh, you necessarily have, have expected it to come all the way and, yeah. and get promoted. The best example will always be the Ackies, just yeah. because the size of Hibs and the way that they did it. Um, so yeah, teams can and other teams have fended it off. I remember being down. Well, obviously we spoke about Bilal Mojni earlier. Mother will fend it off. Kilmarnock did it against Falkirk. Falkirk, Dundee United fended Levy. off by St Mirren in the Was playoffs. St Mirren, yeah, yeah. Was there another Livy one in there as well with United? And Hamilton. Oh, Dundee United. Oh, was that Hamilton? Hamilton, Hamilton as well, yeah, yeah. for Dundee United. So, A uh, huge chance missed by Liam Boyce. Mackay slides him through. He's had a lot of assists this season, Barry Mackay, but it comes straight at the onrushing Laidlaw. So we're level there. Mm. I, I, I've got to say I'm with you with this one. St. Johnson, you know, approaching the 75-minute mark... They're making a change now. Double substitution, Mark. Is it Stevie May is it my coming old, on? Is it my old pal? Is it coming on again? It is. <laughs> it's another goal this afternoon. <laughs> from oh, oh, I, I, do I right. pick the rest of them? Well, you can pick. You've said it live on air. The witnesses are there. There's going oh, to be a, I'm going a, a certain I am criteria going to, though to the rest. I am going to love in this. It's no pre-theater. Let me tell you. No, we'll <laughs> <laughs> keep you away from all theaters from now on. <laughs> right, right well, I'll take you out, Daz. I'm conceding my bet now. Are you conceding? I'm okay. conceding now. Brilliant. I think it's for the best. <laughs> uh, so. To be honest, Hugh, a reminder of your teaser, please. I have played alongside Andrew Shinney, Mixupata Linen, and Danny Mullen. I've been managed by Neil Warnock and Tommy Wright. 
I've won the top two leagues in Scotland Plus the League Cup and the Challenge Cup And I've been capped for my national team Who am I? Uh, Robert says Stephen Thompson No JVB says Kenny Miller Not Kenny Gary Siller says Saul Bamba Oh no No not at all And Gordy says The man we've been speaking about Richard Foster No Okay keep your guesses at Clyde SSB We'll give you 10 minutes or so Then we'll Finish that one off Have you got it yet? No we're struggling here It's a hard one this afternoon You're usually Yeah I think, it's, as, I think it is difficult I must say That must be If you're saying that Because yeah, you used to say the, the difficult ones are easy But a lot of people Are getting them right Which Maybe flies in the face of that I just feel like it's mm. Yeah there's A fairly Tough element to it Oh by the way Whenever Did we ever wrap up the No do you know you didn't and Thursday I knew night. you were going to say that So we stayed on Until 11 o'clock On well. Thursday Hugh So we uh-huh. just forgot About the teaser It got started <laughs> And it just never got finished so I think we'll just leave it And maybe we'll bring it back and, oh, yeah. Now you know the question So I can't do that yeah. Um, But yeah I'll leave it there Yeah there's too much going on At that time And we were struggling You Are you up for it? 11 o'clock again this Oh Thursday night I'm counting the days of sleeps Throwing a bit of support Behind Scottish teams in Europe It's a semi-final yeah. It seemed like the obvious thing to do Let's arrange the dinner um, A wee bit better Because that was quite tricky yeah, yeah, eating, I would agree. A, burrito a full burrito during the show wasn't, wasn't professional. No, for a start. No. Let's try and uh, yeah, rejig that. But oh, that, actually, I went in quite quick. See, when you've got a big game like that, and there's there's quite a lot to talk about, and we had a lot of callers. Yeah, it was good. Great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy it. I must say, um, David's on for when footballers lose their eye. I'd forgotten about this because you know we're looking at a lot of examples come up about players fighting their own teammates. David's got one of Josh McGuinness and Jamie Hamill at Kilmarnock. It looks like a proper headbutt from Josh McGuinness. Maybe the picture's um, a bit misleading. Do you remember that one? I'm not not sure I do. I can't recall that. I think Mark Connolly's just sort of standing watching on, as you do in the background, as a a teammate who's just very surprised. No, can't remember it. Um, T T McGee says, Crawford Bapti kicking Mick McCarthy's ankles throughout a game until Mick had enough and hooked him. It'll be before my time Don't That oh, was my year Yeah You uh, don't remember anything though No I don't remember that Great I was an old ex-teammate of mine Mick McCarthy He was a hardy boy oh, Was he? Oh, yeah. oh team yeah. training play with him? At City The Blues So um, where did you play with him? Trained with him <laughs> <laughs> Trained with him so At City um, Big Mick uh, Helped me through my debut In City um, I liked him Good lad Very very, very hard character to yeah. come up against. Seen training, all frightening. You imagine if Alex was still sweating to keep reading in the be. league, a goal against him, 78 minutes, but yeah. they're safe now, aren't they? They're yeah, reading up. nil, West Brom 1, Carolyn Grant, Alex Ray down there, of course, left us on a Saturday He'll be afternoon. still listening to podcasts, I'm sure. Uh, Ian Smith's not. got one of my favourites, Jim Duffy and Neil Lennon. Remember oh, there, oh, yeah. yeah, but that was then the kissing made up. Yeah, a few days later, yeah. though, on the night, I thought it was quite lively. Yeah. On the night, but down at Capolo was disappointing. Dufford That's had, right, we were looking for well, the rematch. We yeah, we were excited. Duffer have taken them. Yeah, I, there's no chance I'm betting against Jim Duffy just because well, we, we know him as well, and I'm sure Neil Lennon is more than capable, but my goodness, the oh, Mary yeah. Hill brawler. Nah, I don't, I read, I don't, uh, I don't uh, fancy it. I read the. Uh, Tam McManus Who used to play for Dundee When Jim was the manager there And they had a Training game And Tam scored But 
Jim was the referee and he said offside no goal <laughs> so Tam McManus said oh is that right and swore at him <laughs> so Duff sent him off and told me walk back to Dens Park now Dundee where would Dundee train is it Riverside probably down by the airport so that's quite a distance yeah so he <laughs> sent him back walking back to Dens Park and then when Duff got back to Dens Park come here you took him into the room and Tam McManus said he has never ever experienced anything like it in football I can imagine when when the the mask fell and nice guy became not so nice you can imagine because he's such a nice guy yes. so basically he tired Tam out before he went after <laughs> <laughs> I was asking moral actually <laughs> um, McNulty's gone off injured after colliding with his own teammate Liam Smith that's not ideal um, Dundee United making a change We're seeing a lot of people Coming up with You know Some of the The favourites Are getting multiple votes Lewis is another one That says Alan McGregor When he kicked Mark McNulty on the back Another one for Chris Commons On Ronnie Dyla uh, Says Matthew um, Loads for Mojney Against Motherwell Terry Hurlock Loyal on that one um, Lots for John Hartson on Al Berkovich. Oh, remember, oh, remember that? that? Aye. Yeah. Aye, put it on my face. Terry Harlock, there's her name. I walked to West Highland Way with Terry. You can't just drop that for, and then leave it. Yeah, for a bit of no, charity. Hang, hang, wait there a minute. You can't leave that there. The fool. No. I, I, hold on. I don't know the end of this story and I'll answer it for you. Mm. The answer is no. If you think he walked the full West Island way for charity, you're sorely mistaken. Right. Am I correct? Uh, you're 100%. <laughs> Come on. How long have you known this guy? Uh, 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 well, he I, said it like... I, I, I sort he of did. achieved one bit of it. I one think it was 14, 15 miles or something. A bit hilly for me. Uh, it's bigger than that. It's not 14 yeah, or 15 oh, miles. I went up no, the first played my part. Leg, oh, the first bit. Whatever, yeah, first, yeah. I think it was the third leg I went up and Terry, Terry Harlick and... Great stories, great lads. So, I think even that's questionable that you went 14 mile in the West Island way. I, I, I certainly did. I was with. Um, you don't walk anywhere. The SAS. <laughs> they, I trained with the SAS that day. You just never know what the truth is with this no, guy, do you? It's, 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 that's definitely not true. Uh, you trained with the SAS. The SAS were walking it, and this this is a bit of uh, advice I got. We, we set out at. I went up and stayed overnight, set out at six o'clock, and obviously it's a bit cold. The, the highland, the West Island way. So you don't I, start in the Highlands as such. Right, do you? you know what? So I start so with Mulgai. Yeah. This is. I'll never forget this. If I ever get caught out in the, the jungle or a forest, uh, this is my training. And the I come out with my jackets not layered up, and the big SAS commander. I don't no, want no. to name him because you're not allowed to say their names. He turned around and says, "Daz, come here." He went, "Start cold." And I looked at him. I says, "What?" He went, "Start cold." Take the clothes off because the blood starts. Take your clothes <laughs> off. Uh, Are no, you sure this was the West so, Island way you were doing? Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. Right. So at six o'clock in the morning. What does SAS stand for? I, sta- I started walking just with a t-shirt on Strip and and my bag over my shoulder. Away I went. And by Roger the way, Hannah says you're getting mixed up. You had a Highland Park with Terry Harlock <laughs> shoplifted from Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. Honestly, that's a true story. I'm not making. I couldn't make that up. Even I couldn't make that up. Maybe, uh, start SAS. cold. Start Start cold, cold. So yeah. You, so you took your gear off. Because because uh, you have to get the blood flowing. The SAS man told me. Look, it wouldn't <laughs> be. I did. I, I'd feel wrong undermining the SAS, but that seems kind of obvious, no? 
So you, no, really. you, sure, up, sure. you heat up as you go along Hold on a minute Do you come down to the golf the other day At 7 o'clock freezing With just a t-shirt on? Well it's not exactly the same As doing the West Highland way You would assume you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna heat up As you go So do you walking? Do you Turn up to the golf in the morning With no clothes on no, Because he just said You'll never so forget You didn't take your own You didn't <laughs> you take just his said Two minutes ago I'll never forget this bit of advice Th- anyway. Thin layers Dumbarton 2 Clyde 1 Greg Wilde on 82 minutes Putting Dumbarton in front there And uh, we're still waiting To see if we get a breakthrough At Hearts against Ross County We've got one everywhere else But All narrow deficits St Mirren have done me For a perfect acca Have they? I had uh, Aberdeen to win at home And they are Dundee United to beat Motherwell And they are Draw at Tynecastle And it is Livingston to win at home against Hibs And they are Brilliant So St Mirren have Ruined the perfect acca Kenny Miller's Happier than he was Callum Morrison has equalised Queen's Park 1 Falkirk 1 Morrison on 84 minutes there So we are approaching the end of the matches It would be late drama In any of the, the Premiership games We did say they've all got just one goal in them Apart from Tynecastle Which has got none St Johnson continue to be dire Oh they've been hopeless this afternoon Hugh Absolutely hopeless Can I get the ball forward Can I hold the ball up when they do Actually eventually get it out their own half No invention no. St Mirren you've got to say have been Been uh, Reasonable. Why? Johnson look like a team that's given up to me here. Yeah, they're uh, they're just preparing for the playoffs. You know, Motherwell are desperate. Bevis Mugabe has gone up front. Oh, are you a fan of that? Just throwing a chaos factor yes. up there, or does it, it show lack of imagination? No, or... working it against Livingston. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Who did Stuart Pearce throw up front once? David James. David, David James, James, and they had the strip made up for him, didn't yeah. they? That was a bit different. I mean, he actually, yeah, had to swap his strip and got up front and all sorts. And yeah. It's, it's a bad day if you're sitting on the bench did An outfield not, player Did they not take a, a shot at goal But someone nipped in about three minutes before And took the ball <laughs> away So he ended up just volleying them I think he did um, We'll see if Bevis Mugabe can cause similar chaos He is, he's the furthest forward player for Motherwell at the moment It looks very strange It made me, I was it confused me as to which way they were shooting for a minute um, But there we go Um just looking at goals going in in the English Premier League as well. Watford won, Burnley two. They've, a goal, they've Josh Brownhill. That's a Burnley. big goal. Yeah. Yep, that's a big goal in that relegation battle. They were in a banging trouble, didn't they? Who? Everton. Everton. Oh, uh, yeah. My, 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 Delilah. <laughs> um, anything else doing in the top flight? No, not at the moment. Not even um, down the leagues. I don't think we've had any other goals that we've missed. Let's let's give ourselves a chance of late drama, Hugh, and round this off. Okay. The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online I have played alongside Andrew Shinney, Mitsu Patalainen and Danny Mullen Been managed by Neil Warnock and Tommy Wright I've won the two top leagues in Scotland Plus the League Cup and the Challenge Cup And I've also been capped for my national team Who am I? I am Kirk Broadfoot Kirk Broadfoot Loads of you got that Which I'm amazed at So well done Really good knowledge out there as always Very impressive Stephen Pollock was third fastest Well done to you Stephen Second place was Sideshow Bob And the winner of the second half teaser The Who Am I Is Ryan Watson Well done to you Ryan So close to a Motherwell equaliser It's been a good save From Seagrass to deny Tierney with the header Scored the header last week of course 
um, But Seagrass denies him on this occasion So Motherwell pressing hard for that equaliser mm. But no sign of it yet What about this guy standing next to me? What about he, him? He's written down oh. a B on his sheet Just a B And he went, oh, I've got the teaser No, I said I was going to write Broadfoot as a sickener And I thought, nah, scrubbed it out That was about 15, 20 minutes ago Fraser Wishart has indeed sent us a picture Of Terry Hurlock, John Brown, Dave McPherson And the SAS on the West Highland Road Oh, I've done one What's wrong? You're not in the picture Yeah, but they've done different um, Bits of it, what do you call that? They section. did the full thing and you didn't basically uh, Yeah, I, I, went on, I, I went one section It's there <laughs> Fraser Wishart's correct They've asked you to take the picture Like what happened to me the other week <laughs> I, was, I was too bad I was in the hot bath shivering <laughs> Uh, full time whistle Airdrie 1 Peterhead 1 uh, Stranraer have just taken A 2 goal lead Against Elgin City So that, that was surely journey that Stranraer to Elgin oh, yeah. Will that be, be the Is biggest, that the longest In the biggest. SPFL Yeah, yeah, yeah It has to be doesn't yeah. it Yeah Big diagonal Across the country mm. You'd have to say so Wouldn't you Get that on Google Maps Producer oh Callum Stranraer yes. to Elgin How long are we talking here 260 No 300 miles I'm gonna go How many 300 Okay I'm not even going to ask you No I'm not even guessing You would just sit back And let the driver take you Yeah I wouldn't even go <laughs> If I'm particularly honest uh, Mirren are on the attack At the moment But the shot's straight at Xander Clark Just been much better Hasn't it Yeah it much. It's almost a statement result For Stephen Robinson You know Having gone into the match With eight defeats And nine games As manager his players have come through for him today. They've been the better side from the word go. It was a risky tactic he used a couple of weeks ago when he kind of threw his players under the bus. A few of them don't want to be here and that's that and the next thing. And you've still got crucial games coming up that you need your players, but he's got what he needs today and that'll be them safe. Well, it means that you know their bad run will be over. Aberdeen's will be over if they can hang on. Motherwell's will not be over, Gordon. It will continue. I mean, they're still going to be... Well, if Ross County get a point, Motherwell will still be one point off yeah. Europe. It's, it's just the same every week. It's incredible, Gordon. It's absolutely but Dundee incredible. United will be sort of... But it shows you, you, want, you want them out? Alexander out? No, I don't want you any manager the pressure out. On I, I've, I've been in management at a decent level. Um, no, I'd... Uh, Look, it's the nature of the beast now If you don't get results But he's hanging on because of the top six finish I think if he had have lost to Livy that day uh, For a top six place I think he would have been really, really under pressure But four points since the turn of the year Is that good enough even though you've got a top six finish? That's the matter surely when you accumulate the points So It's getting the points to keep you in the fight Here we do have a full-time whistle at Tynecastle with Gabriel yeah, full time here. It's Hearts nil, Ross County nil. And it's a game between two teams whose eyes were clearly elsewhere. They were both happy enough to settle for a point today, despite the Jambos fans not being best pleased at full time. Now, Robbie Nielsen did line up with an attacking formation for Hearts. 4-1-4-1, plenty of wingers on the park. But they only had three shots on goal all game. Now, Craig Gordon showed why he's been nominated for Player of the Year in the 12th minute. Made a great save from Connor Randall, a strike from the edge of the box. County started to push into the match, uh, but then Baron Mackay got on the ball. He was playing in the number 10 role, and as ever, he was Hart's best attacking player. A few great skills, whipping the ball across the box, but he couldn't find a maroon jersey. Now, the biggest moment of the first half came when Jordan White scored, but he was rightly ruled off side in the 34th minute. 
after the interval. There was a huge chance straight away for the Jambos. Josh Ginelli blazed over from 12 yards and he really should have done much better. He should have scored, to be honest, uh, after Atkinson pulled it back to him. Uh, Cantu's only real opportunity in the second period came from a Ross Callahan strike. Excellently saved again by Craig Gordon. Uh, Craig Moore then had a header and Hart started to turn the screw, but it was saved by Ross Laidlaw in the Staggies goal. Biggest chance of the game fell to Liam Boyce. Barry Mackay slid him in. Boyce took his time, but he hit it straight at the onrushing Laidlaw. Mackay had a shot that hit the side netting with 10 minutes to go. The Jambos really did start to push for a winner. They had plenty of block shots in the last 10, several of those from Ellis Sims who came on. Boy slid wide in the 90th. That was the last chance of the game. But you have to say that Canty defended their box expertly and were worth their point. Hearts stay in third place. Their eyes firmly set on the Scottish Cup final at the end of May. Whilst Ross Canty stay fifth in a European spot. Full time here at Tynecastle. Hearts nil. Ross Canty nil. Yeah, not a lot to come out of that one for Gabriel. A goalless draw between the Jambos and the Staggies. It's the only full time whistle so far. Uh, Xander Clark's gone up for St Johnson Had a bit of success at Ibrox Didn't he doing that last season um, yep. He's going to try and cause some chaos in there And try and get St Johnson back into this one um, Always exciting when that happens Everyone's looking for the the chaos factor in there Andrew Dallas is just having a good old word with Alec Gogic and Sean Rooney um, Motherwell are running out of time Dundee United uh, leading them by a goal to nil as well Liam Kelly's actually just produced a brilliant save uh, from a deflected effort It's finished at Pataudry Size of relief Dave Galloway Yeah absolutely In this uh, crowd of 13,747 It's finished Aberdeen 1 Dundee 0 The home team almost scored Straight from kickoff. Ferguson's audacious effort Dipping just over Sharp then did well To deal with Ferguson's Low deflected drive As Aberdeen had a good Opening flurry But Dundee came roaring Into the game And could easily have scored Three times McGowan only six yards out couldn't connect after Mullins shot was deflected Mullins drive from the edge of the box forced a brilliant fingertip save from Lewis after Ferguson lost the ball then McGinn crossed for McMullen who turned the ball goalwards but another superb stop from Lewis kept it out Aberdeen threatened with Barron's low 30 yarder turned round the post by Sharp and Ramirez flashed a drive wide from the edge of the D as they turned on some pressure but Dundee were the better team in the first half quite clearly and only the brilliance of Lewis prevented them from leading at the interval in a high tempo opening to the second half Aberdeen had a strong penalty claim rejected after McKenzie was brought down by Kerr in the box and Bissawin bore down on goal only to see his shot go just past the far post however Dundee almost took the lead when Sweeney's header following a corner cleared uh, was cleared off the line by Ramsey however the home side were in control and Ramirez saw his effort brilliantly parried by Sharp after Hayes set him up. Dundee weren't the force they were in the first half as Aberdeen dominated and the home fans celebrated their side going ahead after 73 minutes. Hayes went down in the box under McGowan's challenge and Ferguson swept home his spot kick. The D's rallied uh, McGowan's corner was met by Mulligan but he headed the ball down into the ground and it bounced over the crossbar and Mullen's strike was smothered by Lewis but they couldn't force an equaliser could the visitors the Reds then pretty much safe from the playoffs the Dark Blues pretty much doomed to relegation it's finished Aberdeen 1 Dundee 0 big result and a similarly big result in Perth Fraser Wishart 
Yeah, huge results for St Mirren, St Johnson nil, St Mirren 1 and you can probably hear the cheers still going to my left from the St Mirren supporters in contrast to the booing from the St Johnson supporters at the end of St Mirren virtually secure their Premiership status an excellent performance from start to finish the chances in the first half but an excellent Greg Kilty goal on 53 minutes worthy of winning the game it was an entertaining first half chances at either end St Mirren dominated the early stage in fact only 30 seconds gone when Alec Grieve took a lovely touch into the box his left foot shot across Sander Clark looks as if it was going into the back of the net but a really good save by the big keeper who stuck out a left hand to divert the ball out then Alex Gogic went close 25 yards half volley after a free kick from himself hit the wall it came back to him really good strike and again Gogic just wide with Clark scrambling across his goal so Jones get back into the game towards the break Calm Hendry the biggest threat his best chance was we made a yard inside the box 16 yards out he shot across Anik and again just inches wide but the goal that settled this game came in the 53rd minute Alex Gogic did really well the space in front of him in midfield he drove forward passed a lovely ball inside sang the right back to Alex Grieve who was outstanding all game he got to the byline cut the ball back and a really good finish by Greg Kilty an awkward one though as a ball came to him he shot across his body with his left foot low into Xander Clark's left hand corner you can see what it meant to the St Mon players as Kilty ran full length of the pitch to celebrate with the St Mon fans Callum Davis reacted he brought in creative players like Middleton and McPherson but it was St Mon who looked more likely to score a main shot deflected just over McCarthy header at the back post just over the bar lovely Ronan cross went begging with Main and Greaves stretching to get that touch St Johnson players heads were down the spark from somewhere two long balls into St Mon box easily dealt with in fact it was under Clark that did well to parry a main touch to a Ronin free kick and get the ball away. Sitman saw the game out comfortably good professional performance and a few corners and free kicks to deal with at the end but the back three outstanding all day but just one half chance towards the end they had to watch as Alaska's McCarkheader drifted inches wide but a good day for one of the Saints the other St Johnson looked a really despondent team at the end they've still got a bit of work to do to avoid automatic relegation and they'll at very best they'll have a tricky playoff against a championship side to deal with good way for good day for St Mirren full time McDermott Parks and Johnson nil St Mirren 1 it's finished at Tannadice Roger Hanna it's finished and D-United won Motherwell nil. Dylan Levitt scored the goal which put United closer to a European return the Welsh midfielders deflected shot in the first half settled this hard fought contest and moved United four points clear of Motherwell with just three games left in the race for a Conference League qualification it's the third time United have beaten Motherwell here at Tannadice this season and extended the Steelman's miserable run in 2022 to just nine points from 15 league games they were much improved from the defeat to Rangers last weekend they could have been ahead in eight minutes Ross Tierney running onto a long clearance from Liam Kelly and round Liam Smith he should have beaten Benji Seagrass he shot went past the Swiss goalkeeper but somehow came back off the inside of the far post and flew to safety Kane Woolery the call to the Motherwell attack he hit the woodwork just ten minutes later smashing a shot off the face of the bar and away to safety again as Motherwell started brightly got another chance in the half hour young Lewis Nielsen who was recalled to the United back three almost short for a headed header back to Seagrass the goalkeeper out of his box is somehow clear a keen Woolery's feed but United they escaped all those earlier chances and took the lead after 37 minutes cover build up on the edge of the box the two strikers Tony Watt Mar McNulty both involved the ball falling to Levitt and his shot deflecting off Jake Carroll and flying over the outstretched arm of the Motherwell goalkeeper Liam Kelly United in a penalty claim turned down after 42 minutes Woolery looking to shove Scott McMahon in the back in the box but referee Kevin Clancy unimpressed and waving play on Seagrass back in action just three minutes into the second half again 
Ryan coming outside his box to clear it Woolery's speed. This time the loose ball broke to Tierney. He tried a long range chip, but he just didn't get enough purchase on it. And the goalkeeper back in his box managed to clutch it to his chest. Tony Water was jeered from time to time by the Motherwell fans. He had a running shot after 51 minutes, but Johanny Ojala somehow blocked it away for a corner. And then with the yellow off. Substitute Joe Effort was thrown on by Graham Alexander as Muller will win 4-2-4 in desperate search of an equaliser. He had a low shot touch round the post by Siegdis. United then lost Murray McNulty injured after a bizarre collision with his teammate Liam Smith. Muller were really throwing everything at it by that stage. Ricky Lamy, who's late headed it, Muller will somehow sent Muller into the top six. He was close again after 83 minutes from Slattery's free kick. Muller by this time had Beavis Mugabe up front. And in 86 minutes, another great save by Siegdis, this time to deny Tierney after a cross from Carroll on the left every time your mother will come forward United carried a threat in the break and Liam Kelly a terrific save deep into stoppage time to deny Ross Graham with a deflected shot from just outside the box they were very unlucky Motherwell but he came away with nothing yet again Dundee United looked destined for Europe Dundee United won Motherwell nil. Livy Hibbs is done David Friel Full time Gordon Livingston won Hibbs nil. Scott Pittman marked a record breaking appearance with a winner for Livingston. The midfielder's 124th Premiership appearance created club history. He's way out in his own now. And Pittman's second half winner gave Livy a third successive win over Hibbs this season. Hibbs definitely the best of the first half. Harry Clark was a main threat in the right wing. He'd four attempts in goal, caused all manner of problems coming in that right flank. But Livy defended well and definitely improved in the final third after the break. He had a couple of half chances before Pittman scored in 57 minutes. Andrew Shinney was the man who provided the assist. He found space in the left wing and picked Pittman out. The midfielder guided his finish high into the net. Joel Nubley should have made it 2-0 shortly after, but shot straight at Matt Macy after being played in. Levy sub Alan Forrest then fired into the side netting after Hibbs mix-up and also had a shot tipped over the bar by Macy. Hibbs did look for the equaliser. Elias Melkerson and Ewan Henderson both came close in the closing stages, but it's Levy who held on for the win and they moved three points clear of Hibbs in the race for seventh place. Full-time, Livingston won, Hibbs nil. Now it's over to you 0141-951-1025 What is on your mind after that St Mirren fans Aberdeen fans You want to just phone up And breathe a sigh of relief down the phone Don't get me wrong Might sound a bit creepy But I would understand it Because it's been that type of afternoon So let's hear from you on the open line It's about to kick off And what about tomorrow Celtic fans Kyogo or Jakimakis Or both Rogic or O'Reilly Are you pretty much going to wrap up the title tomorrow Or not Rangers fans after Thursday, does it have any impact on tomorrow? Are you resting players? Can you believe we're asking such a thing ahead of a meeting with Celtic? Get all your thoughts in right now. 0141 951 1025 and you can have your say on the open line next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here And they are all waiting on you If you're a fan of a team that played today Give us that raw post-match reaction Aberdeen fans, St Mirren fans A sigh of relief at what looks like safety Now it looks like St Johnson in the playoffs And Dundee bottom Albeit those two might want to swap positions Before the end of the season Dundee United striking a blow to Mullerwell In the battle for Europe and it was a bit of a dead rubber, wasn't it, between Livy and Hibbs? But Livy won it anyway, and Hearts and Ross County shared the spoils. There is a slightly important game tomorrow at noon, Celtic against Rangers. So get all your thoughts in on that as well. Both sides, are you confident? Are you nervous? Is the title going to be pretty much wrapped up tomorrow? Rangers fans, what impact does the Europa League semi-finals have? Does that come into your thinking at all? Or are you putting that to one side for now Let us know 01419511025 Before we get to tomorrow Hugh It's been quite the day 
Yeah, I think we know now that uh, Dundee will be relegated automatically. St Johnston, who were exceptionally poor against St Mirren, will go into the relegation playoff and take their chances, but they have much to concern themselves with because their performance today for a team fighting for their own survival was unacceptably <clears throat> poor. They were offering nothing uh, in terms of uh, attacking play. And it's a real concern for Callum Davidson, the man who won two cups last season. The fall has been substantial. I spoke about pressure at either end of the table for Dundee United and Motherwell. Well, Dundee United obviously come out on top and it's been a magnificent afternoon for Tam Courts. But at the bottom, Hughes Wrights and Johnson banging trouble. And, you know, watching them today, I thought they might have got a reaction, might have nicked that game today, but they were nowhere near it. Now that's worrying. When you've got form like that, going into this closing stage of the season and you're facing playoffs... Calm Davidson side are in an awful lot of trouble. St Mirren and Aberdeen, though, Gordon, all week it's been questions about their position and can they get dragged in and are they in trouble? And now the answer to both is no. Yeah, they can start sort of a rebuilding for next season, Gordon, and big rebuilds are certainly needed at both clubs, especially Aberdeen. It's not acceptable. They got through today, they had to. I don't think it was the greatest performance. The boys are touching on St Johnston. We witnessed it this afternoon. Uh, if that's a team fighting for the, their survival, I think they're massive, massive trouble. And I, if I was sitting in the championship waiting to play St Johnston, I'd be very confident that I could get promotion into Premier League. Uh, you can look back on today's football. You can even think back to last night if you're a fan of the championship. And I suspect some of you will have tomorrow on your mind. 01419511025. Ken is a Celtic fan who's going to kick things off. How do you feel generally speaking about tomorrow, Ken? Uh, I'm, I'm always I'm always confident going into these games. I mean, they've only beaten us once in 90 minutes this season. Uh, the extra time for the cup final, but in 90 minutes, it's been uh, two wins to us. I went to them and a draw in 90 minutes, you know. But uh, I feel very confident going into this game. And I know they've had the game in Europe, but that's going to boil them up more. And They've, they've, they've got to go for it I can't even see them resting anybody You know what I mean? Yeah Hugh I mean You would understand Look both sets of fans Always get into these games Yeah Confident or, or something You know Throughout the course of the week Maybe the confidence rises and, and falls But if you're Celtic And you're top of the league And you're at home Then the confidence is understandable It doesn't give you any guarantees But no. the, the confidence is understandable The last 28 games give you confidence Because in the last 28 league games Celtic have won 24 And drawn 4 They are remarkably consistent I would take uh, issue with Ken over one thing This argument about They've only beaten this once over 90 minutes It's just a daft argument uh, Rangers put Celtic out of the cup With extra time That, that much is Agreed However it should be A source of embarrassment For Celtic They were put out In extra time By a team Who were playing Their second Extra time game In the space of Three days It should have been Harder for Rangers Correct. To win it in extra time Correct. I get where you're Coming from um, Mark the incentive there is, is clear For everyone to see For Celtic We are going to be In that Slightly frustrating Territory for everyone At the end of a, a League campaign Where they can't Win the title tomorrow but I mean, but, uh, listen for me for everybody. Yeah, it's pretty much done. Hugh, Hugh mentioned before uh, at the start of the show, 
What a Hollywood ending this would be for Ange Postacoglu for everything he inherited and came in and, and, and the bad start. If you could have said to him, you have the opportunity to all but tie up the title against Rangers at Celtic Park in front of a full Celtic Park, I mean, would, would have been not many people's wildest dreams. So if they win tomorrow, it's done. So the incentive's there, the players know what they have to do and the hurt from two weeks ago is still there, it's still fresh. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, Celtic fans going along tomorrow will have the fondest of memories from the last meeting of the sides at Celtic Park. Yeah. Having said that, I think the previous, the meeting since then, albeit not at Celtic Park, have clearly shown Rangers um, will be different in this fixture in terms of their approach. You think back to that night, Rangers aren't going to do that tomorrow. Uh, well, if you're a Rangers fan, hopefully not. Uh, I thought Celtic come out of the blocks that night. They were absolutely brilliant and had the game blown away in the first 35 minutes. Game was finished at half time. Rangers played a little bit better, but never really offered anything, Gordon. This is, I, I know you can look at different circumstances. Rangers have got other things in their mind, but it's still the biggest game, club game. It's the biggest game. And it's all about fans, it's all about winning, it's all about pride. We looked at Rangers and Hugh, we touched on it earlier, getting into the, the semi-final with 120 minutes under a belt, thinking, well, Rangers will tire if it goes to extra time again. They were the ones that looked to fitter, got the deserved one. But Celtic will really fancy us tomorrow. I, I just think that we're in for an absolute cracking game. I don't think that, um, you know, they'll be Rangers will be looking towards Thursday. Tomorrow's is important, mm. especially for supporters. Rangers and Celtic, Celtic Rangers, no bigger game. Ken, what are the personnel dilemmas for Celtic and how would you fix them? Um, well, well, in, in the semi-final, Rangers uh, nullified John Rogic. I mean, they basically never heard anything about him during the semi-final. So I wouldn't start with Rogic. Uh, I mean, in, in the midfield, I would have Jota, uh, McGregor, Labada, and if he's fit, Turnbull, with Kyogo and Giamakis up front. Uh, the back four being uh, Ralston, Taylor, Taylor Vickers and... Starfield with Hartley goal obviously you know so that's if I would set them up tomorrow Mark? No I disagree um, Tom Rogic has just been nominated on the shortlist for player of the year and whether you agree with that or not he still had a fantastic season it, Ken's right I will agree with Ken the, the game at Hamden it was as poor as I've seen Rogic and Rangers did well to nullify that but even when he found space he was off it his touch was off it and he deserved to be taken off but that doesn't mean he doesn't play the next game. You've got to play your best players and if Tom Rogage is fit, he plays for me. Is there all much day. in it though with no. him and, and Matt O'Reilly? No, Rogage all day for me. I, I, so, there, so there is a lot in it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because uh, right. Matt O'Reilly played in the 3-0 game, of course, didn't he? And Tom Rogage yeah, didn't. I like Matt O'Reilly. I, I really do, Gordon. I think he's he's had a terrific time since he came to Celtic. I think he's a very talented player. I do like the fact that the other option is another terrific, talented player in David Turnbull. But Tom Rogic, yes, we can all agree. And I think most Celtic players didn't play particularly well in the semi because I think that was down to Rangers. I think they changed their tactics against uh, Celtic. Got it correct. Never gave Rogic that time on the ball. Stopped to supply going. Matt quite rightly said he had an off day. But this is a quality player. This is a guy that turns these big games in your favour. So for me, I would be playing Tom Rogic all day. Well, you know, I can understand the reasons why the, the vote is in favour of Rogic. Uh, I, I like O'Reilly. I think he likes this fixture. Uh, however, um, Ange Postacoglu, I'm sure, has his team already written down. Uh, as I say, a season that started 
so poorly for Ange Postacoglu with a European defeat and then the opening league defeat at Tynecastle and then losing to Rangers and then losing to Livingston. Uh, you could never at that stage have imagined where he would be on the 1st of May and where he'll be on the 1st of May if he beats Rangers is firmly at the top of the table and champion of Scotland Interested Ken you said you think you'll face a full strength Rangers team you don't think they'll have one eye on Thursday No I mean I, I think the fans will be up in arms if they don't go Celtic with the, 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 the best 11 you know right you've got Morelos out uh, Hadji out and uh, well, we've got another few players out you know but but look, the, the, the best 11 that they've got fit should be the ones that started because I don't think the fans would put up with anything less than that. Well, obviously not everyone agrees. You know, that's the beauty of it. Everyone's got a different opinion. But Reno Scowl is on Twitter. He says, as a Rangers fan, tomorrow is a distraction. I'd play a weekend team. Thursday's game is massive. Once in a lifetime opportunity to get to a European final. It is a no-brainer, says Reno Scowl on Twitter. Well, you know... The... If Celtic won tomorrow You'd be talking about A 34 point swing Because they lost the league By 25 points mm. Last season And if they win tomorrow They win the league So It's a 34 point swing I think the Rangers supporters Want to see Does a 31 point swing Make you feel much better About things? Oh, I'm just thinking that uh, for, Again to add to the The Hollywood storyline For Ange Postacoglu uh, That's a, a, a Tidy Stat to throw in But the Rangers fans want to see this taken mm. to, if not the last day, as far as Giovanni Van Brockers can possibly take it. I'm sure they'd like it, but you know, Reno Scowl's telling you he's a Rangers fan and he thinks it's a distraction. So there clearly is a split there. As you say, yeah. we'll never be able to count. I don't know what percentage thinks what, but I'm certainly getting the impression that a, a sizable number yeah. think that way. Well, Rangers haven't won a European trophy for 50 years. And to win one... A team from Scotland winning a European trophy now Is borderline miraculous And Rangers are three hours away from doing that uh, So I can fully understand that The importance of RB Leipzig on Thursday night Here we have the, the parochial argument Against the continental argument The parochial argument is They don't want to see Celtic get anything Ever so they'll, they'll be looking for a massive performance from Rangers tomorrow and then let Thursday take care of itself. Let's ask Thomas on the line, who is also a Rangers fan from Barhead. What's your take on it, Thomas? Uh, excuse me. Afternoon. My Hello. take on it is Hugh has hit it in the head and I think I'm interested that uh, Twitter guy, I'm curious to see if he's of the same vintage as me. For the probably the first time in living memory, I'm looking at a Celtic game tomorrow and if you were to give me today the choice we beat Celtic tomorrow or we go through against Leipzig I would take Leipzig every day of the week. That's because, as Hugh said, I remember as a young lad from Rangers last won the, the Cup winner or only won the Cup Winners' Cup. I didn't think because by that time that was our third European final in 10 years. We'd appeared in 61, 67 and 72 three European Cup Winners' Cup finals. It was a regular occurrence. Celtic had... Um, being in the 67 final won it and again 70 it was reasonably regular now it doesn't happen we had to wait nearly 40 years for Rangers to get to a further European final and it's now 14 years since Manchester um, don't worry 
pessimistic, but life's not that long. You know, you're just thinking how many more chances do we get to see the possibility of Rangers getting to a final and winning a trophy? I wouldn't if it's another fifty years. I certainly wouldn't be around neither with you. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, Hugh. Uh-huh. He's just killed you <laughs> and himself. Oh, wiped them off the oh, face no. of the earth. Uh, uh, well, let's well, make a <laughs> Let's be honest. If I get to one hundred and twenty-two, it would be quite a story. I wouldn't be surprised, Thomas. The, the beauty of football, though, is you don't have to choose. I mean, I think you're right. A lot of Rangers fans would probably agree. If you had to choose winning one, it would be Thursday. But you don't have to choose, and you might indeed win them both. Does your Opinion on tomorrow Do you think that will be reflected In the team selection In any way No I think The, the cup This cup semi-final um, We've done 120 minutes And we picked The strongest team To play against Celtic At that time And although In my opinion The league's done and dusted Even if Rangers win tomorrow I don't see Celtic uh, Losing another two games So I, I think it is Pretty much Almost a dead rubber But it's still Prestige at stake And you still want The bragging rights I think Winning is a good habit To get into um, you wouldn't want to play a weekend team and then get beat 4 nothing. That wouldn't set you up well for Thursday. So I think he will go with a stronger team. I think it'd be interesting. I don't know who's fit, but if the likes of Ruth and Ramsey are sort of knocking at the door, he may play them just to see if, how match fit they are. I can see that happening if if they are knocking on the door. But other than that, um, I think it will be near enough a strong, as strong a team as he can play. Possibly Matching the one he played on Thursday Yeah I think the early suggestion was That neither would be fit for yeah. this game And they yeah. would both hopefully In the eyes of Rangers return For the second leg against Leipzig That was the first um, you know, assessment From Giovanni van Bronckhurst It, it might be that they, they've picked up It might be they've improved over the last couple of days They might wake up tomorrow feeling great we'll Just have to wait and see it's One area where with regard to Kamal Roof uh, If he had a Half a chance of playing against Celtic I don't think that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst would take it Because He Allows Giovanni Van Bronckhurst To have that Focal point in the team For Thursday Against Leipzig Instead of All of the False nines And this and that And the other That they've gone through Roof uh, I, I believe Might have scored in Germany And might score at Ibrox On Thursday night So if he's Close I don't think he'll be picked against Celtic. He would be saved for Leipzig. He's, rec- he's become such a massive player for Rangers. Um, you know, a lot. Of, uh, not that long ago, people were saying, "Well, he's coming off the bench. When's he going to be given an opportunity?" He's become such a big, big player. I agree. If he's not, if he's not a hundred percent tomorrow, you can't risk him. Thursday night's too important because Rangers need to score goals. Um, you need a centre forward that's got to be a vocal point to take you up the park Ruth is the best at that just now in that squad so I think Rangers will be delighted if he can make Thursday night I look at uh, the Celtic Rangers tomorrow I think both teams have got dilemmas you look at um, people saying Rangers playing a week inside you can bring someone with the quality of Steve Davis, uh, Stephen Davis mm. in there Arfield can come back in big, t- big time players You look over Tom Rogic Matt O'Reilly David Turnbull So it's a squad And they've got big squads And good squads I still think it'll be two uh, Very strong uh, starting 11s um, Well Rod Williamson Has gone a 
step further than, than most in this discussion so far He says he couldn't care less about tomorrow It's all about Thursday So rest players and play some of the youngsters Like Lowry, King, Weston and McCausland Now that would be mm, That's not going to happen That's no. a stretch isn't it? That would be quite something He doesn't care on Saturday night He'll care Sunday morning How do you know? Rod's maybe a man I, I, Maybe I a, am, a very set in his ways man I'm Do you know what Rod's thinking? I, well, I'm a student of the human condition <laughs> And he'll be a different man in the morning and that is simply unrealistic. It's a fantasy. Those four players are never going to be pitched into a game against Celtic. I mean, to be fair to Gordon, on what Gordon says, Rangers could still make changes without making yeah. those changes. You know, it could just mm-hmm. be Davis or Arfield and things like that. I so. think I think Kent's a big one. I think Kent. So if he if he plays, you know, Rangers aren't resting players, yeah. so to speak. I think because yeah. the, uh, Fraser hit the nail on the head earlier. I don't think there, there isn't really any scope to change the back four really Because no, they never the do They yeah. always play Tavernier, Goldson etc Another um, one's in midfield You know Arfield and Davis Would it be a big surprise? Well not really But Kent If Kent's left Kent, on the Jack bench Kent, Jack and Lundstrom would play tomorrow Like uh, you know If, if tomorrow it, was a league decider And they were both level on points yeah. Jack Lundstrom would play wouldn't they? Yeah yeah 100% and so would Kent obviously and Kent, But Kent's European form this season You even seen in the second half That he was the one that was taking the game to Leipzig mm. And if Rangers have to get anything out of Thursday night They are going to need him at the top but, of his game Okay what if tomorrow is an opportunity for him to play his way even you know into the top of his game, play well tomorrow, get confident, get into Leipzig flying? Does it always work to wrap people in cotton wool? Well, I think on this occasion, yeah, we can because his form's dipped in the Premiership this season. But when it's came to European games, hmm. he's rose to the occasion. So, you know, if it was me, I'd probably wave him out for this one. It's a good debate, Thomas. Thanks for getting involved. That was Thomas and Barhead. It's 01419511025. We'll continue building up to tomorrow on the phones and on Twitter. And we'll start getting reaction to today's games next. The games are over. The talking begins. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans are here waiting on your calls. Whether it be about today's football or tomorrow's football or something entirely different. Why not get in touch? 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're going to hear from today's managers soon. What about tomorrow then? Uh, let's play Ange Postacoglu and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. You know, the challenge for our players and a team on, on these big occasions is to make sure that, you know, we use that. We want to have that energy and that enthusiasm and that passion that's going to be on the night we want to use that but use that within the context of making sure we we, we still stick to our principles and um, um yeah but looking forward to it it's a big game um we know it's going to be a, an unbelievable atmosphere and again um it's a game you want to be involved in uh, you know if we're successful it gives us a, a hell of a chance of, of finishing uh, champions so all those kind of factors you know, going into it you know they're going to put out a team that 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 believe can can beat us and challenge us and we're going to be expecting them to be their best as we have in every other game. So, you know, what happens midweek um, becomes really irrelevant to to our preparation anyway. Now, what the outcome is of that on game day, we'll, you know, everyone will see that. Of course we have the belief. This year it's in the balance, you know, two wins and two, two losses. But, um, you know, we are uh, six points behind. You know, they have the advantage. We have to make sure that we do everything we can on Sunday to, uh, you know, to get uh, um, the difference back to three. Uh, otherwise, it will be very difficult for us to, uh, 
to become champions. Yeah, I think we've learned, of course. Uh, I mean, the, the two old firms after that were, were different than, than the one we played in February. On Sunday, we have to see... Uh, and, and, and we will we'll prepare the game the, the game well and the team well. I think the, the players also, I think the team developed from that moment. Uh, I think we are in much better shape and momentum now. Let's bring in Stephen, who's a Rangers fan from Garahill. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Gordon and the, the, the team. Hello. It's just in response to uh, Hugh, Gordon, really. Um, the last, for the, the past week, he's more or less said that he doesn't think in any way, shape or form Rangers will drop so-called first-team players, I can assure them 100% Jack, Lindstrom and Kent will all be rested. They might be on the bench. I would very much doubt it, but Gio's got to think of his own reputation and his own job. He's proven to the board that our squad is far too thin. He's basically been working with a squad of 14, the odd 15th player. It's no, nowhere near strong enough. We have four major players out injured with bad injuries. I think Ruth will come back. I think Ramsey will come back for Thursday. But those three players undoubtedly will be rested. Mark's totally correct. There is no way in this earth he'll start with Kent tomorrow. It'll be guys like Scott Wright, Kamara, Davis, Arfield. And that's the guys he'll be starting with. And if there's Rangers fans out there, which there undoubtedly is, because I've been arguing with them myself, and they say, oh, no, no, our motto is no surrender. You can't let them win a league. That's totally correct. But that's what your squad's for. And these players will have to shape up. As you all know, guys, he'll have to ship a lot of players out. And it depends on his finance. But he's also proven to the board that he needs reinforcements come summer. But the big game, undoubtedly, is a European gate tie on Thursday, which is why he played the way that he did in the first leg. They had to go out and try and contain. And for me, 100%, those players will be rested tomorrow. 100% says Stephen. Here we have the classic situation where Stephen says that he's giving me 100% guarantee, he said, that Jack Lundstrom and Kent will not play. Now, I cannot give anyone a 100% guarantee who will play and who will not play for Rangers, but I can only give you my personal take on the matter, and I don't think that the match starts with Rangers not having any of Jack, Lundstrom or Kent. Well, I again, I don't know how many it is, whether this is a, a vocal minority or not, though, but it does seem at the moment like everyone that's getting in touch from a Rangers persuasion does want and we need to be careful Because look If Davis and Arfield And Kamara play This isn't a weak Rangers team No But it's it's changed it, it would be done To protect other Players It seems like everyone That's getting in touch At the moment Thinks that way Given what Kent Has to offer In terms of The threat That he poses to Celtic And given The, the form that Lundstrom <coughs> has been in And given what Jack brings to the team I, I cannot Imagine Giovanni Van Bronckhorst leaving all three out and at a game I, I, against Celtic. I'm not saying he will, but that's sort of the point, though, isn't it? It's to protect their threat against Leipzig in what's perceived to be a more important game. Okay, no, it's no, no one's doubting what Ryan Kent could do tomorrow or what Ryan Jack could do, but that, that, that's in many ways why Stephen wants to see them rest. I, I think if this game was a point in the title race, I think they all would just have to, you know, suck it up and get on with it. And the full team would be there But when Even if Rangers go and win Then it's You know It's still a, a big ask So That's why I think The changes will be made 
the semi-final of a European trophy and you're still in the tie and you must win and your form's been so good at Ibrox this year in that tournament with those players then I don't think he's got any choice but to rest some Rangers going 120 then 120 again against Celtic then again well a, a tough game against Motherwell down to 10 men then the other night that takes all sorts out of you when you're defending for so long you can't rely on the same players for 90 at Celtic Park and then be fresh on Thursday it's impossible I mean sometimes you're damned if you do and damned if you don't mm. as a manager because Hugh's right in the sense that would Rangers fans Enjoy the sight of Celtic pretty much winning the league tomorrow Probably not But you can just imagine the uproar can't you If Let's take Ryan Kent Because he seems to be one of the sort of irreplaceables Can you imagine He picks up some sort of daft knock tomorrow And misses Thursday The reaction on here would be Nuclear Yeah I, I can see both sides of the argument here I certainly can You know in my day going by You would never ever accept a Rangers manager resting players against Celtic no matter what mm. the difference was in the league but then the flip side of it is I think a lot of Rangers supporters big percent of them realise that that league's gone the most important thing is a chance here to win a trophy after 50 years so I think that I think the Rangers manager's in a bit of a, a sticky situation with his team I wouldn't like to be sitting tonight thinking right okay do I leave now Stephen saying 100% I don't know he must have inside information Lundstrom, Jack and Kent out take a doing at Celtic Park now they, they, it doesn't mean they will but take a doing at Celtic Park losing Thursday night and then all of a sudden you've got a problem I think that he must manage this tomorrow night uh, tomorrow afternoon I think that you still get players capable If he does leave out Lundstrom and Jack for instance You put Davis and Kamara In that midfield That's still two quality players So he's still got a He's still got an avenue there to go down To mm. say right okay I can rest one or two But still have a very strong side And I think a lot of people When it went to extra time Against Celtic in the semi-final A lot of people fancy Celtic Because of Mark was talking talk about The amount of minutes and effort And everything Rangers had put in And Rangers mm. come out stronger So these games you can't sit and guess them Thank you to Stephen It may be a vocal minority I say that I, I don't know But it's one way traffic at the moment June is on Twitter As a Rangers fan I hope and think we play a weekend team tomorrow Thursday's more important Big Moe's Get everybody rested Tav, Goldson, Bassey, Jack Ariba, Lundstrom and Kent Thursday is the bigger fish in the pond Says Big Mo. Uh, it is one way traffic Scott is in Auchinloch Are you the same Scott? You you thinking rest or not? No, absolutely not, and I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, momentum after this game going into the, the the biggest game that we've had for a long, long time, the, the semi-final. Now, if I was playing for Rangers and I'm one of the first-team players getting rested just because we're playing Celtic, I'd be absolutely livid. Um, and all the first-team first players will want to start that game. Um, you, if, if Tio Van Blancos was to put out a weakened team, he's basically saying... He's basically saying that we're, we're out here to lose. You put out your first team, you're going to there with intention to win the game. That's what you've got to get with. Now, see, see we played tomorrow with our strongest team, and, and we even if we get beat, I really don't care because Thursday is a bigger game for me. But if we can win this with our strongest team, what does that do for the rest of the team going into the momentum for Thursday night? Buying yeah. that, Hugh, does that, are they linked? Yeah, I think they can be. Um, it's a... Two-sided coin Rangers win Sky high The morale Rangers lose Not depression 
deflation But do you not do that self-preservation thing Where you would all probably know Right well they thought he was the priority anyway uh-huh. And we rested some players So that the defeat wouldn't sting as much anyway uh, It's the, the sting of seeing Celtic Celebrate the winning of the league title Because Celtic Park will be The scene of a title winning party If they beat Rangers tomorrow Because you, you cannot Fantasise If Celtic win tomorrow The league is won they, they, It mm. will not be accepted officially But unofficially Celtic will be the league title winner So it, 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 Again It's a situation mm. peculiar to the city that you're in Where I know that if you're a rational human being You leave out Kent And Lundstrom And Jack And you prepare for The all out Assault on RB Leipzig on Thursday night But this is not a rational thinking mm. city Yeah but if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst You might have to rise above that He can't can be dictated to by irrationality this is a, Remember, this it's, is a, it's called irrational for a reason Remember this is a club who were not allowed to go to Australia to play Celtic Because mm. the fans protested Because they... Their perception was They were being treated As second class citizens I get that But what you were experiencing tonight Scott aside Is a lot of Rangers fans Who wouldn't hold it against them And a lot Who have not called in uh, Who would hold it against them Mm, If there are a lot out there They're hiding it well Mark Prioritise What's the biggest game I mean, and, Scott and says that you know The players will want to play tomorrow that, That's probably that's true But is that the point? No that's not a point Of course every player Wants to play every game But When you've got a game Of the magnitude on Thursday night uh, As Rangers do Then I'm afraid It's going to be a tough decision For Van Bronckers He's going to have to put His eggs in one basket And I think that will be The European game Because it's unique now we'll never ever get bored of Celtic Rangers games in title races But when you look at the points difference just now This is the fifth time they've met this year How often do you get to a European semi-final And you're still in the tie We are real short of getting there And even when you're looking at the final Because believe me They'll be looking at the other semi That's That's achievable as well To actually win the tournament So I think he will make a decision I think he will rest players tomorrow Even if Rangers fans don't like it But it's a big game Because if he rests players and he loses And then he loses on Thursday night Then mm. he leaves himself wide open for criticism I mean Scott this is only a discussion really If people accept that the league is over But I mean if Rangers were to win tomorrow And cut it to three points Would you not, would you not give them a chance from there? Well I conceded the league when when Celtic beat Rangers at Ibrox and I even posted it on my newsfeed that the league was over. So for me, regardless of the result tomorrow, Celtic will still win the league. But what I'm saying is, I want the strongest team going out tomorrow to have the intention of beating Celtic. If we have a weakened team and then we get humiliated, humiliated by four or five goals, because if we have a weakened team, we cannot beat Celtic. Let me tell you that. We put a weakened team, we cannot beat Celtic. It won't be a case of we will not, we can't. But if we put out a strong team, I believe... Now, I'm not going to say I believe we can win because I still think we'll struggle to score goals without a striker. But if we put out our strongest team, I'd be quite happy to come out tomorrow with a draw because I don't think we'll win anyway. Thank you very much, Scott and Auchinlock. It's going to be a cracker either way. It always is. There's always a different twist on it and tomorrow certainly is not one we've experienced before where we're seriously debating whether one of the teams should just rest players. Um, interesting indeed. Let's start hearing from the managers. Are, are St. Johnson... Done Is it playoffs yeah. at best for them Let's yeah. hear from Callum Davidson Very disappointing uh, I thought uh, I knew It was going to be a really scrappy game I knew it was going to be all about first contact Second uh, Win the ball 
win seconds and uh, I can't believe we didn't do that. I thought that was the biggest disappointment today. Uh, we've been good lately in games, but today we were miles off it. You know, they had a great opportunity after, I think it was about a minute. Uh, I thought the game settled down, but at that point it was all about, you know, there wasn't a lot of football getting played. You know, it's all about second balls, hook-on football. Uh, and I don't think we dealt with that well enough uh, all over the pitch. That's probably what's disappointing. The fight has been there, you know, but today it wasn't. And that's probably the thing that probably annoys me most. You know, I thought we went, it was always going to be one goal in it. Uh, but again, if you don't do the basics well, you're not going to get chances. Uh, and that's what happened today. Uh, went a goal down and I didn't think we played well enough. You know, once we went a goal down, we didn't do the right things to try and put someone under pressure. Uh, I didn't feel any, any time in the game we put them under pressure. So that's another disappointment today. Uh, Mark McGee is not a happy man. He's not happy about being asked about Charlie Adams' substitution. I'm looking forward to hearing it. We'll do that next. Mm. After they play... You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. We're building up to tomorrow's game at Celtic Park. There's a lot to look back on from today's football as well. So Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Keevens are not done with you yet. Get your calls in. I did say uh, Mark McGee wasn't happy. Um, at some things, he was happy with the performance, but he was asked about Charlie Adam being substituted. He didn't like that one. I'm delighted with the performance, absolutely thrilled with the performance, particularly obviously the first half. We didn't take chances, you've got to live with that. You know, if you don't take your chances, you're not going to win a game. I don't know that it's any more difficult than it was before this game, you know, and after this game. You know, we, we I believe that if we win the three games, uh, we will be in the playoffs. Um, I think that we've shown in the last four games, including today, what we're you know, capable of, the form we're in. Um, we, we, as you've said, we've not lost a game through football, we've lost it through missing chances. So we've got to take that into the last three games and believe that we can win the three games and see how that takes us. They, 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 they want to win all, all the games and they'll feel a little bit uh, hard done by and certain individuals who maybe missed a chance for that. You know, young Josh is beating himself up, you know, we'll forgive him. Um, he's going to be a brilliant young player for Dundee um, and he'll score lots and lots of goals in the situation that he found himself in. He missed one today. Um, but, you know, he's just as likely to score in the, the three games that are up and coming. So, yeah, there's, there's still positivity, if not, you know, a little bit of disappointment, obviously, after the result. Take off Charlie Adam, they seem too happy coming off. That's Charlie. Was, was he injured? But you may ask me some of the other substitutions. You know, Charlie's a player. That's all he is, the same as the rest. You know, he's an important player for us and he does a fantastic job for us in all sorts of ways and we took him off today for, for, for our reasons. Is there a situation there where his kind of reaction can affect the other players? Sorry, if you're going to ask me about Charlie, I'm not going to, I'm going to go. Well, I'll pick my way through that interview. I'll start with then, but come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 Charlie Adam is the most prominent player at Dundee and if his reaction when taking off was a negative one, then I'm very much afraid, Mark, you have to understand that people are entitled to ask questions in a free country. He also then said that uh, they're not out of it yet, Dundee. If they win the next three games, then it could be a different matter. Mark has been the manager of Dundee for 11 games and they haven't won any of them. So where will three consecutive wins come from exactly? And then he said they didn't lose through football, they lost through missed chances. Missed chances are part of football. So they did lose through football, 
So I'm afraid that the, the interview was bewildering And that you do not shoot the messenger Because you don't like the message The message was The Charlie Adam reaction to being taken off uh, What effect do you think it has on players? They are The journalists who are there Perfectly entitled to ask the question Where where I agree with them is If they win the next three games They could be in the playoffs Because I think I love watching St Johnson today I, I don't see St Johnson pick up points But Unfortunately for Mark McGee, he can't win games. Uh, you can go on there and tell the journalists about how they miss chances and good foot. It's not about that when you're down the bottom of the league. You don't care how you play. You don't care about. You care about going and scrapping, getting three points, putting yourself into a position. You look at their next three games. They've got St Mirren away. They'll get Hibs at home and Livy away. I don't see where the points are coming from. You can keep talking about this good football and, you know, someone missed a chance, so we'll forgive them. It's not about that just now. You're fighting for your club's, you know, survival in, in, the, in the top league. Dundee, I can't see them getting out of that at all. I think you can tell his reaction at the end to the question that I think he's inside annoyed at Charlie's reaction as well. I think when he snaps it at the journalists, it's frustration of the day because... It, We've not seen Charlie Adams' reaction yet, but it's enough for the journalist to bring it up to Mark McGee. So, as captain of the club, yeah, you can be frustrated, but you don't want to cause a scene um, for, for any of the players still there. So, I think Mark McGee would have been inside annoyed at that himself, and that's maybe why he snapped. If Mark McGee is annoyed, Stephen Robinson would be relieved, you would imagine. Pretty much safety, you would think, for St Mirren after that win today. Yeah, yeah, yeah as I say, it was... Practically a mm. statement result Let's hear from him then Delighted with the performance Obviously the result was everything today as well But the character, how we started um, We had lots of good bits last week Everyone's only dictated by the result of course But there was a lot of good defensive stuff And I thought that continued today And I thought we showed a lot of quality Especially second half going forward Where we, we just were a little bit calmer on the ball and, and showed our quality You know, I thought the two centre forwards set the tone To be honest with you, I thought the two of them were a handful all day Curtis Main was excellent um, That's a Curtis Main I know from Motherwell um, He's had a little bit of stick here um, Previously before I came But I know what I can get out of him And today he showed that So when you've got two boys chasing you down like that It certainly makes life hard And makes it easier for our defenders You know, you've got to make some big calls in the team as well And you know, we just wanted to get the right balance today I thought Goga and Connor Ronan sitting in there with Kilty in front of them were very, very good They were creative but Goggy's broke everything up. The goal comes from him breaking it up as well and sliding Alec through. So, you know, credit to them. I thought um, they showed a lot of maturity and a lot of character in a, in a difficult situation. It, of course, it's relief. Look, you want to come in and you want to hit the ground run and win loads of games. We haven't done that. The, the reality is, before Christmas, we were third from bottom. Um, we were struggling. We had a three and a half week period where we won games. We've not managed to keep that run going. We've not managed to replicate that. The majority of the season has been. Um, a bit of a struggle, the truth be told. Um, but today, the boys showed what they can do on a, on a consistent basis, and hopefully, we can look forward to next season and the, the remaining three games and, and build on that and build on that character because we've got good character with this squad. It was an important win, wasn't it? Massive, absolutely massive for him. Uh, especially he's come under pressure from the St. Mirren fans already. He's only in the door, Gordon. He had to, he had to get that win today. Uh, um, it was important. If St. Johnson had beat them, I think St. Mirren would have been under severe pressure. He's right now. He can start looking probably forward to next season, start to plan. But for me, I think the jury's still out on him. Uh, that was a very good result today. One he needed. He's another manager that has to rebuild in the summer and has to hit that ground running because if he starts with a few defeats, 
I don't think he would last at a club but At least his team understood The demands of the occasion St Johnston played as if Either they didn't understand the demands of the occasion And if not, why not But they didn't seem to have the stomach For the battle either And that has to be the deepest concern of all If you're now in the relegation playoff And you don't have the stomach for it You won't win it he was right to highlight Curtis Mayne I thought today he was a standout Gogic as well was pretty good But Curtis Mayne When he's playing like that It's very difficult to play against That loud St Mirren to get up the pitch And he'll need him playing like that next season If he's going to be about uh, Now it doesn't get any better for Motherwell On the scoreboard On the points Tally yes They're still Within touching distance Only one point off fifth One point off a European place and But it was another defeat today Graham Alexander Though much more impressed with the performance Than in previous weeks I thought, I thought we deserved something from the game without a shadow of doubt. I think everyone, every neutral here anyway, will uh, will tell you that because um, you, know, you can see we are noise. We uh, unfortunate to go a goal down. I, I thought from nothing really, and obviously it was a severe deflection. But I thought the control of the players, the focus and discipline of the players was excellent. We didn't become um, disjointed chasing. Uh, an equaliser too quickly and we uh, we controlled ourselves and then obviously you saw the second half you know it was um, we should we should have scored you know we had we had some great chances we should have scored obviously a couple be- or could have scored sorry a couple before they got the uh, the, the opener uh, hit the post and the crossbar but um, you know I, I was I was delighted with the players today I thought they've trained really well this week took on board what we were trying to do away from home today and um yeah, you know, but you, you, you know you have to make the final margin and go for us. But I can't, I can't ask any more from the players. I thought, I thought they were excellent. Each game is is tough. Next week will be tough, um, but they're all opportunities to to win points and, and get where you want to be. But um, so you know and that's the next one that we we have to. You know, I spoke last week about being consistent with our mindset and uh, and how we approach things. So we have to take what we did today into next week's game. I mean, Gordon is bad enough. Performing bad and, and losing games, but when you then are actually playing not too badly and still losing mm. them, you know, Graham Alexander's bound to take the positives, but for lots of other people, that just it seems worse in many ways. I just think when you're down there like that, Gordon, in the sense of not down you know, in the top six, and that was fantastic for Motherwell, it was a great achievement. I don't think they'll ever go again turning January from January up, getting four points and finishing the top six. I think it's just been one of those strange seasons. So I think he's he's bought a bit of time in that. Yes, he's delighted with the performances, but just now for a manager, especially finishing the season off, get a couple of results under your belt. People will soon forget about the disappointments. If he keeps losing, then and remember, he's still to go to Celtic Park in the last day of the season. If he keeps losing, then by the summer comes, there'll be a lot of questions being asked for him. If he can just turn it round with a result. I know we are getting ahead of ourselves Hugh But that is the reality isn't it Top 6 is good That is good Nothing can take that away from Motherwell And they still might sneak a European spot But if they don't And this run continues He's not going to have much goodwill in the tank For the start no. of next season And that's never a good place to start a season And they don't have waffle on managers We were consistent in our mindset What does that mean? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have, you any, have you any thoughts of winning a game anytime soon? So he does have a lot to do, Gordon. You're right. Uh, you know, if you're talking about Motherwell still in contention for Europe, and they are as bad as they are, won't go far in Europe. Back home before the postcards. 
<laughs> Still be good to get there And all that Right final thoughts on tomorrow then Before we go Gordon DL uh, Looking forward to it I think the The most interesting thing From the Rangers perspective Is the team Who will uh, Van Bronckhurst Put out there to face Celtic Celtic as well We're second guessing Some of their players Rogic, O'Reilly They'll be hurting From the semi-final Will they come out the traps The same like uh, You know The last time the two teams Met at Parkhead I think we're in for a very interesting afternoon of football. Kyogo or Jakimakis or both? I, me personally, I go Kyogo. Mm. Mark Wilson. Yeah, uh, I would go Kyogo as well. But that's what's fascinating about these games. Team selection is always key. But this one, particular Celtic, got so many players available, so it's a headache for Ange Postecoglou, a different headache for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. If Celtic won, it's a title party, and with Rangers right there watching it. If Rangers win or get a, a, a draw, then uh, it rolls over again to the following week and it will give Rangers confidence coming into Thursday night. Mm. Um, Hugh, what do you think? Kyogo or Giacomacus or both? Not both. Kyogo to start, Giacomacus to come on. Uh, not to save anything, but to add to Celtic's attacking prowess. There's no drama like a Celtic Rangers drama with the league title at stake If Celtic win tomorrow It is the title won Without the presentation of the trophy Which will come at a later date If Rangers win It is keeping Celtic on hold It is keeping alive The however slim Hope that Rangers might yet win the title And it sends Rangers into the match With RB Leipzig In a very positive frame of mind So the stage is set The stage is set And that is just about us For a Saturday afternoon It was a huge day of football Today massive wins For Aberdeen And St Mirren Lifting so much pressure They look to be Pretty much safe The same can't be said For St Johnston And Dundee Big win for Dundee United To secure a place In Europe as well Of course the championship Was rounded off Last night We know them Fermlin Will be in the relegation Playoffs there as well so well and truly is the business end of the season and if you're in any doubt about that Celtic Park tomorrow at noon Celtic can all but wrap up the title with a victory will Rangers have one eye on Europe so many questions you can start to find out the answers at 11.45am we will be there 11.45am make sure you join us and in the meantime George is up next with the GBX GBX